You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, brought to you in association with Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs. Getting noticed isn't always easy, because there's so much noise! But at Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, we make it easy. With standout signs, business cards, shop fronts, banners, leaflets, vehicle graphics, the lot. Showcasing your products, advertising your brand, and getting business noticed. So, what can we do for you? Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. Waiting in the middle, and Jancic put a decent ball in. It's a deep one. Up goes McKenna, hit it back across, gone to the net. Kevin McKenna with the equaliser for Hearts. It's one all, and scenes of absolute joy in the away end. Hello, and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel for part two of our episode with former heart striker Gary Wales. Now, if you have not listened to part one yet, I will advise stopping where you are just now and getting back to that episode because this is a continuation of our chat with the Hearts TV analyst. However, if you listen to part one, then please do continue listening. I am Laurie Dunsire. In just a moment, you're going to pick up where we left off last time. However... I have nipped to the loo. Ryan McGowan has departed, as he had things to do. And I leave things in the maybe not-so-capable hands of Mark Donaldson. But don't worry, things will become clear as we continue. Let's crack on. Good burst of speed to get away from McAllister. In comes Wales, just Presley. Started with Ricardo Fuller getting away from McAllister, and when it came back to Presley, we thought he was going to score. The crossbar prevented him from putting the ball in the net, but no one could deny Gary Wales. So, was there a, a time that you started to get a wee bit frustrated because you knew you could do it? You're, you mentioned it. You were banging them in. You and Kirky in the reserves. You were scoring plenty goals and you did get an opportunity but it, it, you went on a run yes but to get that opportunity initially it must have been frustrating yeah I mean there's a combination of things that are frustrating you're frustrating at they're frustrated at the fact that you're not quite the same style of player yourself because people that have had long-term injuries often they kind of change I mean for me uh, I was probably well known for my pace and I, being out for the length of time that I was, I felt like I came back like a different type of player. I wasn't I wasn't always about, you know, going over the top like I maybe did like only 18 months before. It was I was a bit stronger and I was looking to maybe do more back to goal stuff and I probably a combination of being frustrated with that, maybe that idea or and like you say, the game time and maybe trying to change my game just to try and get in the team. And I think 
even sometimes I would find myself getting getting a start at right right midfield or left midfield or something just just and just to get in and it's great you know just just to be on the pitch but obviously it's not as natural as what I was kind of brought to the club to do and you know, be mm. an attacker. Looking at the the kind of goals that you scored for Hearts, ninety nine two thousand nine goals from ten starts, two thousand two thousand and one three goals from three starts. Um, then it kind of it got more difficult, didn't it? Just one goal in in oh one oh two, nothing in oh two oh three, and and three goals in in five starts in oh three oh four. But because of the injury, I mean, how how do you how does a footballer keep themselves positive reading stuff recently with with Liam Boyce he had Benny Benningamy he has got Benny Benningamy together did mm-hmm. you have anybody during your injuries that helped you or were you kind of were you plowing a lone furrow yeah I mean you're right there I mean the, the times like there that was not necessarily you know you were just I was injured so much in my time at Harps and that was the biggest disappointing to me because you kind of do wonder what would have happened and coming back to the club now, you know, to do the Hearts TV and stuff like that, you just, you, you really have a, you know, a, a, a real nice feeling with the club and I would have loved to have seen where, what my true potential would have been, um, you know, and my amount of appearances and goals and stuff like that. That, that. that sometimes, like, irks me a little bit, you know, but ultimately you still got the opportunity. But yeah, it was... Um, for me, I, I, I'm a bit of a loner anyway, so I probably wouldn't have shared too much of my tough times with people. I mean, yeah, I had my parents and stuff like that, but in terms of the club, it was Alan Ray was the physio, and I'm sure you would know that you were going through a tough time, but you know, it was the old school gym up the stairs, you know, speedball and three other, four, four other things, bits of equipment, and you quite limited, it wasn't the latest and greatest stuff and it can get quite tough, you know um, but you know what it, it was good on one other side, you know, with the fact that you know, I came out of all that and because that is a tough time and I know certainly these days you know, it's, it's more open openly spoken about and rightly so, you know, how, pe- how tough people find it and speak about it, but I never um but I, I'm equally glad that I came out it, you know, <laughs> relatively undamaged. And um, these days, Mark, I'm, I'm very much about personal development and all that. And I wish back then I probably looked into all that stuff more. But yeah, um, I think back then I kind of just went through the motions and it, it was tough. It was tough because like you say, you're not getting the game time and you're breaking down. And it's like, so what, what, are, what are you doing for those years? And it felt like years, you know, but um, it was still good to be part of the club at that time, but you're just wanting to stay fit and, and play, really. Sounds like a, a Rod Stewart song or lyrics from a Rod Stewart song. I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. But we can. I mean, you learn from it. The other thing you should learn from is owning things when they didn't quite go according to plan. Those numbers that I read to you, that was your um, that was your reserve statistics. I was looking at the wrong page. I wasn't looking at your first team stats, and I'm thinking, hold on, I thought you scored more goals than it. You did. So, yeah, um, 99 <laughs> to, to the... See, I could have put that one slide, and, and probably no one would have, but you've got to own it. 
<laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, he's he got more goals than that. What happened? I know he's got hurt, but what, what happened? So in 99-2000, um, you made, tw- see, you made 21 starts. Following year, just the two, you got hurt. Then 23 um, starts and, and 15 starts. So, yeah, we, we've got it now. Um, we're, we're finally there. Um, <laughs> see, that's why Dunsar's like, again, own it. Dunsar went away for a pitch. He's like, surely, surely for five minutes, don't can't <laughs> fuck this up. Surely I can just go for a wee pee and come back and everything's running smoothly. Meanwhile, I'm reading the reserve stuff on London Hearts about Gary Wales. And <laughs> can't go anywhere. Can't I'm leave you for the moment. Where you can't take me anyway. Dunsar, let's have some professionalism about this um, podcast, please. Season 2002-2003. First game of the season. Away to Dundee. Yeah. Uh, Gary Wales starts. Bags a goal. uh, A draw. Away draw. Not too bad. Um, Probably a little bit disappointed that you you weren't then starting the following week. Albeit um, maybe one of those where you could say, ah, we'll we'll give the manager that one after after what happened. Yeah, well, I mean, you could, but Equally, well, like Mark's kind of just spoke about earlier, how, you know, me, that was one of the few games me and Kirky actually played up front together. And so it was one each that game. And like you said, I'd scored. So I kind of just thought, well, like you should do with any striker when they're scoring, that keep the confidence high. And I thought I would have been starting the following week with Mark De Vries, but the Craig Levine opted for Kirky and of course we all know you know what great great a day we had there but yeah pers- on a personal view I would have I would have kind of thought I would or was hoping to have started the following week against Hibs the demolition day yeah I, I mean, obviously Andy Kirk got the scoring going in that mm-hmm. one before before De, De Vries stepped in I, I, I asked you a similar question the other week when we were when we were at Tynecastle um, what what did you make of the the big man when he came in? He's he's been on the show before. We know he's a he's a bit of a character. Um, uh, what, what did you think of him when he arrived? No, he's he's just yeah. He's came in and exactly you know as we all know him. He's just such a nice big guy. And um, in terms of qualities, you know, on the pitch, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was never it wasn't you know the fastest, but just you know holding people off and bringing people into play and he was a great finisher and we know his, his aerial attributes as well so it was great to it was a good dif- it was a different dynamic of course to the recent strikers that, that we've had and um, so no it was it was good it was good for me to, to play with uh, Big Mark and he was, a, he was a great guy as well Got yourself an assist although I don't know if back then um, <laughs> don't know if they counted for anything back then <laughs> Yeah, crossed it in to the big man for his last goal, didn't I? He did. Yeah. Well teamed yeah. up. Hibs yeah. Hibs asleep. Everyone's still um still alive from a heart's perspective. I should mention as well, just totally off topic, that um Ryan McGowan had to pop off. So he is no longer on the podcast in case someone's wondering just how quiet he is. <laughs> well, that um, was the other thing I should have done. Yeah. And you're like you've got you've got two things to do, and I didn't do either. <laughs> well done, Donaldson. <laughs> at, least, at least you're consistent, Mark. Okay. Um, what is that? Do you feel, uh, you know, because Hearts were effective under Craig Levine in terms of results, and they they did pretty well in that period. The the sort of it seems weird to think of kind of less than twenty years ago as 
back in the day, but um, four four two, get the ball out wide, get crosses in the box, or play it over the top and play off knockdowns. It was still more of a thing at that mm-hmm. point. Do you do you feel under different management that it might have gone differently for you when you were back fit at that point? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was Jim Jeffries that brought me in, and I guess, I guess that's one thing that you've always got, you know, like in your favour if. If a if a manager brings you in, you kind of probably feel like a little bit ahead of certain players at that stage. But obviously, Craig never brought me in, and I think just I think with me just having such issues with injuries, I think he probably felt like you know I was not as reliable as he probably wanted or needed, and so I was I was really the chosen one um, under his sort of reign, but. In terms of looking at the style of play, I mean, it just was what it was. I mean, almost every team was doing the same thing. You know, it was just a case of a big guy put it into the box. You know, we'd had wingers that would just get the ball out of their feet and put it into the box. I think like Jean-Louis Valois, people like that, just kind of good left foot, you know, getting it out of the feet and putting it in for the big man. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I don't think, I think we were still a little bit behind there but the Sexy football was it was it wasn't a, it wasn't a given back then, and it wasn't until a few years later where we started to play some better football. But under under Craig, like you said, love him or loathe him, you know there was still success at the club, and we we're still getting to Europe and and things like that. Just for me on a, a personal um, point of view, I, I would have just loved to have been more involved in it all. To be honest, there was a young lad around that time that started to come off the bench and whatever. And he was pretty much a direct challenger for the spot you were looking for as well. Now, on Monday the 2nd of January, it's exactly 20 years to the day that this young man rescued a point for Hearts in a four-all draw against Hibernian at Tynecastle. Did you at that stage think, oh God, it's hard enough to get a game and then now I've got Graham Weir who's in competition for me <laughs> my spot as well? Nah, nah. I mean the thing is, like you're all you're training with everybody every day and you just know, you know, you're all mates at the end of the day. And for me, I just I just I just seen seen the writing on the wall, to be honest. I'm not sure I could have done much more other than, you know, stayed fit and be available and when I played, I played my best, and that that was it. But I knew I was never going to be, you know, always in the manager's thoughts. And I don't know for whatever reason, it was just a vibe that I had from day one. And it, it is what it is. And you know, there's, you know, there's no there's no grudges held. Just for me, you know, just as I said, coming back to the club now, and as a as a as a fan, you, you just wish you could have done more in your time. But you know. That's obviously within part of that's within my restriction, and obviously the rest is between the the, the staff that mm. I played under. Right. Hearts played a game against Partick Thistle Saturday, the fourteenth of December. They won by a goal to nil. Alan Mabry in stoppage oh. time. Cracking um, goal! I remember that. It was a cracking goal. Yeah. yeah, you played in that game, but you played sixty-eight minutes. It was your ninetieth appearance, and I'm on the right page this time. I'm not looking at a Correct. reserve game or anything like that. <laughs> Stephen Boyack came on for you in the 68th minute. You, the, Graham Weir, by the way, was an unused sub. You didn't play again until the game after 
the four-all draw, which was the horrible 4-0 Scottish Cup defeat at Falkirk. Oh. Was it an injury? And, well, was it an injury that kept you out? What happened? I was injured. I don't think I was injured for a, a, that kind of length of time, but I did take a knock in the Partick Thistle game. And if my mind serves me right, I pretty much slid in at the back post and smashed the post with my knee. And, um, <laughs> and do you know why I remember that so well? Is because that after that game, all the boys, we had our um, Christmas night out and we were flying over to Dublin. And I, I was limping about Dublin for 48 hours, just like actually holding my knee together just to get through the boys' nights out. But... Um, but no, I think I maybe was only out a couple of weeks. But yeah, it's just one of the things, like I said, it was just I never really got a fair run at it through it. You know, if it only for some injury, um, it was just, you know, just other people's more preferred options. But at that stage, I think even in that game, I was, as I said before, I was like playing right, right mid quite a lot yeah. just to you get playing, yep. game time. So, uh, so it wasn't, you know, but listen, any player will be delighted to play and put wear, wear the jersey, and I, I was no different. But it was it wasn't it wasn't exactly the striker role that you're kind of no. You're there I, and for, I see that. But... and Kirk were there. Val, I mean, it's basically you were on one side, Val was on the other. The reason I'm bringing this up specifically is because Graham Weir hadn't really had much of a look in up to that stage that season. You were the kind of preferred choice, whether it was a fill in it wide in the midfield or. Mm-hmm. Or whether it was instead of Andy alongside De Vries, because Craig liked his his big guy and then short, quick guy around him. It's funny how the, there's so many stories about. Well, if he didn't get injured, I would never have got my chance. Or you just wonder if you'd kept your place in the team. Graham Weir might not even have got on in the Edinburgh Derby, and 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 either you might have been the hero, or we might not have won. Or it's just funny how football yeah, works, isn't it? That's 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 football, though, isn't it? And that's what you know. That just it gets people, you know, to the next level. It gets. I mean, from from Weary's point of view, I mean, that's what an opportunity to step in, and you know, like you you're remembered for for life after that, mm-hmm. you know, because. It's, I know it was a draw, and but two goals against Hibs, it doesn't get any better. And, you know, every, I'm sure everywhere he goes, he'll still be reminded to that. And it's brilliant. I mean, from he's a, he's a great, you know, Weary's a great guy. I've actually played uh, with him at uh, Rafe Rovers towards the end of my career as well. So, no, listen, I, I'm, you're, not, you're not bitter about that stuff because, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about earlier on in my career where there's... The injury against Rangers. If if that doesn't happen, it's like, well, you know, what what where do where do I go from there? You know, and um, but that that's the beauty. Football's just so <laughs> a, a wonderful thing. Yeah, when you um when you left Hearts, your final game was against Dunfermline, December two thousand three. You were only twenty four, so still plenty of time left in your career. Um, you moved on and had. A loan spell at Walsall before we left permanently, which was uh, to Gillingham, where you spent a very brief time. But you were reunited with Jim Jeffries at Kilmarnock in two thousand and four. Was was Jeffries a a big part of of why you chose that move? Yeah, well, the only part really, to be honest, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was you know, bit bitterly sad to be leaving Hearts because I just you know I just feel like, I mean. You, 
you're not you don't blame anyone else or anything. You 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 dealt the cards that you've got. But if I you know, I would have loved to have just signed out on a better on a better term, you know, and done more for the club and but you know, I gave gave my all when I was involved and uh, yeah, I just it's just as I said, coming back it's just like you just wish you'd have had a bit more, you know, banked in the archives. Um but it wasn't for the the lack of wanting to do that. But no, I, I just wanted to then well, as soon as I got the opportunity, it was quite close to, to signing for Aberdeen. Craig Levine was quite keen to get me out to Aberdeen, but I didn't want to go to Aberdeen. And uh, so my agent was trying to get me down to the championship and uh, that was that was my thing. I wanted to get down and taste something different and just get away from the league as well a little bit and just clear clear my head. And I went down to 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 the championship, like you said, and had spells at Walsall and Gillingham, but uh, Jim Jeffries had get, got in contact with me at the end of that season and as soon as I heard that, I was like, right, I just want to get back up and get a familiar face and fresh start and get going in a new season and of course I had another four wonderful years there. Yeah, decent decent time there, over 100 uh, appearances for Kelly. Uh, Gary Locke as well? Yeah. Yeah, Grant Murray, he was at Hearts with me as well at the time. He came to, to Kilmarnock at the time as well. So, yeah, no, there was a few familiar faces, which was great. And, um, and you managed to get a couple of goals against Hibs as well, because someone, um, <laughs> when we were at the live event, said, <laughs> could you score against Hibs, could you? But you did. You just, you did. just saved, saved them for your time at Kilmarnock. Yeah, yeah, I scored with uh, with every other club but Hearts against Hibs, and uh, yeah, it was the thing. That, again, still annoys me because, like you said, when you can you can make your name against scoring against your your enemy, and that was just one thing. I, I think I scored plenty in the the resies, but just in the first team, it was uh, not to be, unfortunately. But yeah, I scored scored a, uh, a few against them with, with Kelly, and um, I think I came back to Hearts and scored. I've scored I scored a couple against Hearts as well at like Kelly as well. Which didn't go down well, but you know. And what took you to Australia then later on? Because um, that was uh, an interesting move later on in your career. Yeah, I just well, it was just you know, it was just just the just the last hurrah, really. Um, just because you know, I, I obviously knew the, the Premier League fairly well with my times at Hearts and Kilmarnock, and um, I, I just went down to Wraith Rovers. To, to to play a little bit until the the Australian season opened up, but I just fancied just because I knew with all the injuries they were they weren't necessarily going away. I was just managing stuff, so I knew I wasn't going to be. Unfortunately, I wasn't going to be like a Craig Gordon or that where I could play into my forties because I was nursing a back injury. But I just wanted to see another part of the world before I you know hung up the boots and. I went over there and I think we were there a year and a half and then um, came back and kind of started looking towards, you know, hanging up the boots. Forrest Hepburn and McDonald have been making creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. For more, visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. You didn't go to a far-flung corner of the world because you were ostracised following some nights out in Singapore with Robbie Fowler then. 
<laughs> well, I did have some nice Amy Robbie Fowler in mm-hmm. Singapore. Yes. Uh, uh, how do you know that? Oh, come on. You're speaking to two people that do their home. Well, not well, usually. I tell, I, I t- <laughs> this week we have. <laughs> I tell you, um, that, was a, that was a great story because I, I was at, well, obviously with North Queensland Fury at the time, and it was a new A-League uh, franchise. And at that time, Robbie wasn't actually at the club. Uh, In fact, there wasn't wasn't even any talks about it or anything, but we were all setting off for the Singapore tour, so our pre-season trip. And I'm just a newbie, and just I'm flying over with the guys, and then we get to the Mandarin Oriental in Singapore, the hotel, and we're all just booking in. And all the guys obviously know who they're partnering up with. And I'm just the single guy at the back, you know, the new signing, nobody talks to yet. And I'm just going up to to check in and just say, hi, my name's Gary Wills, um, here from a key. And the woman, the woman behind the desk says to me, oh, yes, your 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 partner has the, the key. Your partner has the key and told me the room number, whatever it was. And I, and I was saying, excuse me, like, because obviously my, my Singapore uh, isn't, isn't it the best so um, she was saying oh Mr Paula Mr Paula has a key and I'm like okay whoever Mr Paula is well whatever and so I, <laughs> I go up to whatever room it was guys and I chap the door obviously because I don't have a key and Robbie Fowler opens the door and honestly it's the first time I've ever been starstruck <laughs> it, was a, it was a great story honestly Um so yeah, that was my first introduction to him, and obviously I had no no idea he was joining the club, and we ended up. Well, I think we were at Singapore for a, just over a week together, uh, roommates. Just yeah, brilliant. But he, I tell you what, he was the most he's the, he's the most humble guy you'll meet, and he knew loads. He was te- he was talking to me about Jim Jeffries and everything. He was you know he was talking about Harps for loads of the time. He's quite knowledgeable, you know, and. Very humble, but yeah, he was a <laughs> he's a good lad, and we kind of we do keep in touch actually sometimes. But um, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because um, the property. You know, yeah, because if you and this is you know it's it's not a secret you can you can find out what Gary Wales does after football. In fact, if you search Gary Wales um, and podcasts, it'll probably come up with the Scottish Property Podcast that did right. pop up when I was yeah. doing some searching. Um, so so since. You've retired. You've got into the the property business, and you, you're also an estate agent as well. And I know that Robbie Fowler um, certainly has that interest as well. That's his post football career, isn't it? So was that yeah. was that a link there with after you met? Well, or? he he did plant the seed because obviously we all know that he, that's what he did. You know, or, or he still does, and um, it was just it was well documented. And the boys used to you know have a good laugh about it. You know how many houses has he got now and all that. And he was just <laughs> uh, he was all modest about it, but he he was kind of saying you should you should look into it type thing and uh, you know get a better, better understanding. You know, getting some pa- a passive income uh, and assets. So yeah, it was. The the penny never dropped until I actually retired, but I guess I guess he did put some seeds in in the mind uh, back back over there. But yeah, it wasn't until a couple of years later when I'd retired that I decided to to get involved in property. And yeah, so long story short, just got yeah built up a portfolio of property and um, got my own estate agency now. 
you know, very well done for making a success of a career afterwards because I know that can sometimes be difficult. But, you know, I know footballers at the top of their game can earn enough to set themselves up um, if they're sensible. But, you know, when you're playing football at, you know, a good level, but not that level, you're playing most of your career in Scotland with all due respect to, yeah. to the earnings. You make more than maybe an average salary, but you're still going to have to think about the rest of your career when you retire, you know, early, mid-30s, whatever it might be. So I think that's a that's quite an impressive thing because I think it's quite a hard adjustment because you're kind of starting a second career almost, aren't you? But you're already in your 30s. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, that's the thing. Like, You don't envy the kids that got to make these decisions at 16, you know, because I was 33 or 34 and I was none of the wiser, you know, coming out at that time thinking, right, what do I want to do? And I, I went and I, you know, I'd done a couple of the coaching licenses just to see if I had the bug for it to stay in the game. But I just, I just felt like, you know, it's just there was no real security there for for what I was, you know, for the for the family. And I just thought I want something that provides security. So, mm-hmm. um, so I just, I just went into the, the property game really um, off the back of that. But you're you're right. It's it's a uh, the hardest part of retiring is you've got an ego, you know, from football and that's the hardest thing that I'll, I'll just wish and I'm trying to help people just now, you know, I've, I speak to people from the PFA and I've had a few private meetings with people and guys that are still in the game at the moment in the Premier League just asking me how they can take that step and I'm, I'm more than happy to help them but the first thing you really need to do is drop the ego because that's the longer that you, you try and pretend you're living that lifestyle that you no longer live, you know, the longer it will take you to, to get where you actually want to be. And, is that uh, what is that what you would tell twenty one year old Gary Wales now? Uh that honestly, Mark, that's that's the one regret that I have is just not getting started and not listening to that kind of advice back then. Um yeah, I mean, you know, I've it's just a young lad, you know, not necessarily getting the best uh, guidance. And I'm not blaming anyone for that, but I just, I think, you know, who you've got around you is it's huge. And I just kind of had fun with everything. Never had too much to, to show at the back end. But uh, thankfully, I managed to just see sense in bricks and mortar and just put the head down for a number of years and build up some some assets and yeah thankfully kind of on a bit more stable ground now but it wasn't easy and that's the thing is like it'd be good to just try and you know educate these guys more and all this stuff especially when you've got the finances there because you just think football is going to last forever you know Mm. uh, it's such a short career let's have a a bit of fun this article, I'm going to go back to this article from um, the Hearts magazine of March 2000, issue 7. What do you think 21-year-old Gary Wales said when he was asked this question? <laughs> okay. Um, you've got a lot to look forward to in the remainder of this season, but also in the years to come, haven't you? You just turned 21. I'm going to read you your answer, but not before you tell me what you think you might have said, this young 21-year-old confident lad. Yeah, that would have been a cocky answer, I'm sure, at 21. Um, mate, I don't know, maybe just saying, yeah, I've got plenty good years ahead of me at Hearts, hope to score 
loads of goals for Hearts, play for Scotland. Um, I don't know, be Hearts top goal scorer or something like that. That wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I've seen stuff like that. Well, you're actually doing yourself a disservice because you don't mention yourself at any point. Oh, really? Everything, everything is we and the team. We are improving all the time and have been slowly climbing up the table towards a European spot. Given our poor form earlier this season, it would be a great achievement if we could qualify and it would set us up nicely for next year. For us to play in Europe just a year after playing in the first division would be a dream come true for me and is more than I could ever have imagined when I first signed. All of the lads will be doing their best to make sure it happens and give the fans some European football to look forward to. That sounds like you've had media training. <laughs> I wish I had media training. No, That's... looking back on stuff, Mark, honestly, I've got some horror ones there I'm not too <laughs> chuffed about. But I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. You almost made me sound like I was a nice guy back then. <laughs> in terms of the post football stuff, now we've you know we've seen you on Hearts TV. Obviously, I'm involved in it, so I'll be slightly biased. But you're very good, um, and Mark Mark has to watch you from afar. I don't um, have to; I, I choose to. Come on, choose, well, yeah, but you know, but you, you, you you're watching from the outside. You're not directly involved like I am. Um, do you do you fancy that side of it at all? Because I know Ryan, who's who's now gone off, he's got um, a few things to deal with. We've spoken to him a few times about it. He's done a few gigs recently, obviously. Does a bit of work with the likes of Sky Sports. Um, he's quite keen on that side of it. I think that's mm-hmm. what he enjoys more than the potential coaching side. That might change. You never know. He's still playing just now. Um, you know, you've obviously got your property stuff, the estate agency, which has set you up nicely. Do you fancy exploring the media side a little bit, just even as a, a side hustle? Well, I mean, I certainly enjoy it. I mean, it's it's something that's came about a bit organically, you know, just Lockie asking me back to do one or two hospitality things at the club, um, and one thing's led to another, and, you know, Cat at Commercial just said to me, look, we've had some great reviews on your first your first screening. Do you want to do it, um, you know, more often and then one thing led to another just being the kind of the, the, the go-to guy with, with, alongside Rob so uh, yeah I really enjoy it and um, I mean the thing is it's it's one the re, do you know the real reason I've done it is because I don't feel comfortable doing it so I'm, I'm quite a, I'm quite one now for sort of you know putting myself out there and trying new things and personal development and all that now so for me it was something that I'm like well I'm a bit of an introvert so I think you know what get yourself out there it will do you good and uh, I, I do enjoy it to be honest but whether I'm any good at it I'm not I'm not quite I'm not quite sure but yeah the more the more I, the more I do it I'm, I'm enjoying it uh, so we'll see we'll see where it goes but yeah uh, it's, it's very much a casual thing at the minute did you ask anybody for advice, um, assistance when you first got the call from Hearts to to do Hearts TV? Because I'm I'm not just saying this. Um, you do appear like you're a bit of a natural when when it when you when you come to do it. We work with a lot of people over here at, at ESPN, and some just it's not a case of who you are and who you've been. Because I've done La Liga games with Diego Forlan, and it just it just didn't work. And then you've got some guys that 
That was a blatant name drop, and I apologise for that. That was awful. Um, but I've also done... <laughs> that was ridiculous. I've also done... I right, like you never do that, that, do you? That you might not have heard of. And and like the, the, the guy I do the La Liga games with right now um, played in like the third or fourth tier in, in Spain, um, but he's a UEFA, UEFA Pro Licence uh, coach. But we speak about going on air and prior to it and what we're going to do. And it's not, it's not like it's scripted or anything like that, but I want to try and help him. Like uh-huh. for, for example, if I, if I was to become a coach, I, I did coaching like 20 years ago. If I were to be a coach now, I'd go to people that, that, that know what they're doing and I'd ask for help with that. Did you ask yeah. for any help when, when you started? Because you've, you've started, you're flying right now. Oh, no, not, not at all, Mark. I, I just, yeah, the club asked me and, you know, I, I want to give back to the club first and foremost. So that was the thing. Um, so I said yes. That was quite a quick and easy decision. I never spoke to anybody about it. I just, I'm just fortunate enough to be in the position where I can give up that kind of time. And yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a new skill, and I'm I'm open to learning about it. But I've I've there's been people that have been in contact thereafter from other, you know, companies and. And, and productions that have kind of said that they've, they've, they've seen it and have got some nice recognition from it, but it's completely organic. I've not spoken to anyone. It's not scripted, and I'm just trying to be myself, to be honest. And um, I think, actually, time away from the game has probably helped. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I come across, I think, possibly. Well, you've, but, got, you've, got, a re- you've got a really good rapport. With, with Rob, and, and that yeah. helps. But the, the one thing that I like to do, and I know Laurie likes to do it as well when he's speaking to, to Jimmy, there's there's certain places we can never get to, but Jimmy and you and anyone else who's been inside a changing room at Hearts can. You can take us somewhere we can't get to, and and, and that's important. Now, ultimately, where, where you want to end up, um, as far as if you want to do a broadcasting career, it's up to you. There's a kid that's on BBC Radio Scotland right now who was a Rangers youth guy called Rory Loy. He played at Fog. Oh, yeah. He spe- I played with speak- him yeah. yeah, he was at Kelly for many years. Speaks very, very well. But he articulates, but he also tells us things that we don't know. That's the key. I mean, play-by-play, commentator, Laurie, me, all the other commentators, we're just the captain of the ship, right? We're not the ones that... If we're not spoken about afterwards, it's job done. Now, the, the game is the star. But the entertainment can be provided by the co-coms. Now, look at the recent World Cup. I was just a viewer, okay? Alan McCoy is great. I love him. He's entertaining. He's got one line. He goes, there was one line he came out with, and I just thought, that is, that's brilliant. He, he was saying that it, it, the guy was so tight, couldn't see a way out. He had to throw a double six to get out of that. And that's just brilliant. It's like, getting a, it's like Monopoly getting out of jail. Yeah. Then yeah. you've got Dion Dublin and John Hartson, who are not good. Now, the problem there is who has decided that they think that Dion Dublin and John Hartson are good additions. That's another argument altogether. But with it comes stick. There'll be some that don't like McCoist, but most people do. There'll be a lot that don't like Dublin. That's the key. The key is to kind of block out the noise. And and one thing from the the hour and a half we've spent today, plus watching you on, on Hearts TV, I love your positivity. And I just think that's something that's is very difficult for a lot of people right now. So to maintain that and to 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 entertain us on a Saturday afternoon when you're at Tyne Castle, while maintaining an element of positivity, even that, 
well, I'm not saying be positive after we've just been thumped or whatever, but just mm-hmm. an, a life outlook. I think that's a big thing, Gary. Yeah, well, thanks for that, Mark. I mean, that that's ultimately where I'm trying to be as a person now. And, and actually, the club has got a lot of that, you know, built inside it now as well. You can see that that's kind of been steeped and it's, it's trickling from the top down. I mean, you know, you've got, you know, people like Joe uh, saying things about, you know, trying to upset the, the, the Celtic Rangers and be, the, you know, in the top two type thing. All that positive stuff, I mean, it has to come from somewhere, you know, and yes, it'll be, you know, it's, it's slow movement, but things are going in the right direction at the club and that's that's probably, you know, that that for me is a good soundbite as well because that's, that's where I am as a person. I'm, you, you want to be positive and, you, you know, things will only improve through that kind of that kind of going through the club and yeah from from my point of view I'm just trying to be authentic there'll, there'll be times I'm sure with the result it'll be difficult to to be too positive about it but yeah be honest radio radio you can make a bad game sound better than it was TV you can right okay think about it think think, think about it when, when you're when you're on radio you'll have listened to many commentaries on the radio yeah. uh, as a player we, we all have. And you go home and you watch the highlights and sports and you're like, were we at the same game? That game was rotten. <laughs> or that game was great. Yeah. And the commentators made it sound dreadful. TV's TV. And wow. McCoy's during the World Cup. I mean, without saying it was shite, he said it was shite. But, it's, but it's, it, I got a row once for, for, I can't remember what game it was, but I, I came back after the break and basically my first line was, God, I don't know why you bothered. And that is the worst thing I could have said. It's just like, we're trying to get an audience here, dickhead. And here's you to anybody who's still tuned in after that 45 minutes of utter shite saying, I don't know why you bought. So you learn your lesson. Yeah. Now, you, you, it's like, no matter what happens, the World Cup final, the, it was brilliant, right? But let, let's kind of strip it down a little bit more. The World Cup final was brilliant at the end. Yeah. And I'm not, being, I'm not being negative, but for 70 odd minutes, it was one-way traffic. And Argentina were really, really good. Then it got brilliant. And then there was there was there were loads of of, of drama. So that was a, a World Cup final that everybody's going to remember. It had a brilliant ending. And it it didn't need um kind of the hyperbole or anything like that, people to to talk it down after 70 odd minutes, because you might have thought Argentina are home and hose, but then we had that, and then the commentators. I didn't listen to ITV or BBC, so I don't know how how it went. Um, but when you get to a situation, um, it's two two, and then it, it, it's three three. Just be yourself. Just be yeah. honest. Yeah. And say stuff, and and that's what you've done. And that's what you've brought to the table. So the Hearts TV coverage uh, this this season, Laurie, um, has has been excellent. The commentary's been all right too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I agree, and they have a very good rapport in the studio, and I think it definitely adds something in them. I'm glad that, that Gary's doing it and hopefully he enjoys it at least. That's the main thing when we're doing yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and some jacket you had on when you came in, I'm disappointed you didn't keep it on for, for studio coverage. <laughs> that was just for you, mate. That was just for you. Just for me, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I know you like jacket. Looked, honestly, it looked like a pimp when he turned up, Mark. There's <laughs> <laughs> plenty more up my sleeve, Laurie, so just keep, keep popping into that studio. I look forward to seeing what you what you have on in um, New Year. I was going to say New Year's Day, but it's the second when we play yeah, Hibs yeah, next yeah, studio yeah, coverage. Yeah. Um, well, uh, 
we've we've had a great chat there. I think we'll move on because we do want to quickly talk about Dungeon United before we finish up. You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, sponsored by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been offering creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Uh, we've we've been chatting to Gary for quite a while, so I probably can't talk about the coming two games too much. Ryan's already scampered as well, so we can't um, grill him about how Saints are going to line up next Wednesday as much as we would like. Big game at the he weekend, get, first he of might, all. He might not get his place back, by the way. He might not, you know, suspended, lost his place, might not get it back in. Yeah, it's true. Dundee United away first, though, so we're, you know, let's not focus too much on Saints when we've got, we, you know what we like to do, we don't like to preview a game that hasn't happened yet when there's another game before it. So we'll talk about United a bit more. Um, a, a strange, not a strange game in, you know, United are bottom of the table, they've had a poor season, they've lost five of the last six, but you look at their home games, they've won three of the last four at Tanadice. And the three games they won, they didn't concede a goal. And they hammered Aberdeen 4-0. They hammered Kilmarnock 4-0. Hearts still have not been the best away from home. Two out of the last ten Premiership games, that's the only ones they've won. There's no real games in this league this season that you look at and think, I'm very confident about, especially if you're going away from home. No. I said there's very little between the teams outside of... I mean, having having watched Rangers, um, or not having watched, but having heard Rangers got two goals in stoppage time. Yes, Rangers won 3 two, thankfully. It looked like yeah, it was going to be a bad result for us. Goodness me. Um, so let's, I'm not, I'm going to group them together, albeit there's a chasm between Celtic and Rangers, but let's forget about the top two. There's not much between Aberdeen in third as we speak. And you could argue anybody, anybody in the table, I mean, Dundee United are, are Dundee United the worst team in the league? Well, the table says yes right now. I don't know. I mean, they're much of a muchness. Dundee United and Kelly, is there much between them? Is there much between St Johnston and Livingston? Is there much between Hearts and Aberdeen? Anybody can be anybody. Now, Dundee United haven't played much. That that would be the, the thing. Um, I think they were meant to be playing air in a bounce game. That didn't take place. So their last competitive action was, was at Pitodri on the 12th of November. Gary, when you've got players that just need competitive games and you're playing bounce games, Hearts have had that game against Kilmarnock. Dundee United are just trying to keep fit. They've organised some closed-door games. That doesn't replicate a, a, a Scottish Premiership game that Hearts took on Kilmarnock in when you're playing bounce games, does it? No, and I think that's that's the key. I think that's the key leading into this this week, to be honest, because it's not only the game itself, but it's the build up. It's the actual tempo of the training and get getting your opportunity to, to put yourself in in a starting position. So the intensity of training. So it's not only the Saturday itself; it's the week leading up to it, and and especially coming off the back of a win and fairly unscathed as well. I think going into this week, um, with that with that game under a belt and a win, I think it was it's huge. And uh, although although like you say any team can beat anyone, I, I really fancy your chances this week. You think Gary it's a game the Hearts should look to to take the game to Dundee United? I know it's at Tanadice. There's been goals in this fixture um, generally when the sides have met. I looked at the the recent meetings head to head. 
we've seen at least uh, we've had both teams score and at least four goals a game in the last four meetings. It was a bit of a goal fest most of the last season. Uh, we know Hearts have good options going going forward. Is this a game you'd hope Hearts will go to Tannadice on Saturday off the back of a, a decent win, a, potentially a chance to to go third? We don't know. Aberdeen will play St Mirren, so yeah. uh, they could well get a result there. But if results go the way, they could move into third um, before Christmas. I mean, you want you want to see Hearts play on the front foot in this? Yeah, I mean, as 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 a, as a fan, of course you do. You 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 want to you know go there and be positive, and obviously we've got the result and the confidence there to kind of take that foot forward with it. But I'm not 100 percent sure if that's the way Robbie will go ahead with it. Uh, like you say, the fixture itself does tend to throw goals at us, and uh, I don't think it will be any different, you know. And the fact that it's at Tannadice, they'll need to come out and play. And, and open and open spaces and, and and that's where I think with with people like Barry you know Barry Mackay and and some pace through Josh and stuff like that I think we will get opportunities and yeah as long as we take them um, I'm quite confident we'll walk, we'll, we'll walk away with three points. I think that's a good point, Laurie. I think their game plan and the way that they play they're not a side that's set in. It plays into oh. into our hands. You've commentated on the games. I've just watched them. But some, two of Hart's best performances over the last couple of years have come against Dundee United at home. And two of the most enjoyable games to watch have come at Tannadice when Hearts won 3-2 and Sims scored late. And the two-all game when Boyce scored in the first minute and Halke equalised late on. They were brilliant to watch. So it wouldn't surprise me if we got something similar this weekend. Yeah, for, for, all, the, for all I say, we've not got the best away record recently you know that last season when we were on form we were doing quite well on the road and I think it's largely because um, we have a lot of players that suit playing on the break and getting some spaces you know sometimes we've seen the struggle as at home especially when teams do try and sit and defend against us and you know there's maybe a lot of possession um, a lot of moving the ball around but not enough penetration so hopefully um, the game of the weekend especially with likes of Ginelli who's enjoyed games against Dundee United playing on the break, getting in behind, using his pace off the shoulder. Hopefully yeah. there is goals in this one, uh, and, yeah. it, and it will be a big three points for Hearts. But um, we've had lots of entertaining games in the Cinch Premiership. Um, I, I assume by looking at what's happened at Pataudry tonight, we've been recording this, so we've not watched it, but two injury time goals to give Rangers a 3-2 win. I assume there's been entertainment there as well. A lot of it's been maybe because teams have not been the best this season and defensively there's been a lot of errors but um, it has led to, to some good games to watch as a fan. Maybe sometimes it's a neutral if it's your team who's on the end of the defeat but yeah, I, I would take that I'd take a few goals, maybe a, a 3-1 Hearts win maybe mm-hmm. That's what you Yeah, I mean last week, I, I just yeah. think that, that that's going to that's gonna be the offering because Dundee United will, like you said they're not, they're not on on paper, they're not performing so well, and um, you know they'll need to come out and and go at it, you know. And and I don't think we'll necessarily be on the, you know, we'll go out on the front foot, but I think we'll probably hit them on the break quite a bit, and it's obviously down to the personnel. But we do have pace in the team, and I know we've, we've we're pretty good at that, and that's one of our one of one of our attributes. So I I, I would I would. I would expect the game to look a bit like that, you know, where we do suck suck up a bit of pressure, but I think we could potentially still come away with a win uh, and get a couple of breakaway goals. And yeah, just and, and looking at our team, you know, 
every, each week we're getting stronger and stronger. People are coming back, and even the bench, you know, it's just it's just things are you know we are where we are in the league because of you know obviously what's what we've been doing in Europe and and I think we're it's fair, you know. If you look back and all that, you know everything there's fair. We're, we're there, and that's that's the way it is. But now going forward, the guys have got a real focus. You know, there's no more Europe. They've got a great taste for it. They want that next year. Then you know this is this is this is where this is your bread and butter, and uh, you need to build on this this win. You know, we were all talking before Saturday how big the result was to uh, to, to get things moving again and. They've got that, so and like you say, Dundee United have not had that. So let's hope we just kind of mop it up on on at the weekend, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where we go. But yeah, it's if we can get that the three points there, and then that that leads us on nicely to the next uh, the next couple of games. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see, guys. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive on it. Who misses out when when Rolls comes back? Who who's missing out? Is it Halliday with Cochrane going to left wing back? I would, but it's it's tough one because Halliday's been, He's been Halliday's really had a lot of good games this season, mm-hmm. but I, I think Cochrane's been one of our best players. And um, yeah, probably so, arguably the player of the season so far. I would say Alec Cochrane. Yeah, I would. I think there's a lot of arguments for that. So um, yeah, but, but what what we what we like to do is we like to pick a score line and a goal scorer for Hearts. Um, so uh, are we gonna? I've I've said three one, so I better stick with that now. Um, I don't think I don't think I went three one last time. I think I went three nil for the Killy game mark. So I was off the, oh, I was off the okay. mark. I'm pretty sure I went three nil. So I'll, I'll go three one with this one though, because both teams have scored the last four meetings between the sides. Uh, let's not go Shanklin for a goal scorer because that's um, it's a wee bit obvious. Uh, but no, I like that. I like that that we've even got someone now that's an established goal scorer, <laughs> and now we're actually not wanting him to score. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, not one we score. No, I just want to pick him because I feel like it's it's too easy right now. Four times in twenty five games. I, I want to try and pick someone less less obvious. Uh, I, I'm going to go Ginelli again because okay. he's enjoyed his games against Kilmarnock. Um, there'll be a bit more space on the break because I don't think they'll just sit in. You know, they're three points adrift at the time of recording. Uh, they'll want to come out and try and get a win. They won't want to draw. So Ginelli in a three one win for Hearts. What do you think, Gary? Um, just Ball says either Kingsley, well, we free kick maybe, or Kingsley or Halkett on a wee sort of set piece, and we'll go for Josh. We'll go for a two nil. Both score us two nil. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Mark, you, you you take Halkett then. Gary, I'll take Kingsley because that was that was going to be my shot. Two one hearts, Kingsley, um, free kick. Okay. I'm not giving. I'm not giving him a goal if we're, if we've got um, you know if we've got Hawks and uh, Kingsley back. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Oh, I feel that. comfortable. I feel comfortable at the back. And I'm starting rolls. I'm starting yeah. rolls. Um, yeah, I am too. I mean, you I, I can't. You, yeah. you can't not. And. <laughs> I think they played three in their last game at Pataudry, in their last competitive game. They lost 1-0 at Pataudry. They played three at the back. I, I think I think there'll be very few tweaks. I think it'll just be one change. The obvious one would be Halliday. Look, if Rolls is coming in, Cochrane's got to move to left wing back. Totally. Halliday's then got to move. So uh, that's probably the change. 
one change. Um, and Halliday coming off the bench is a great option. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I think they'll do. And I think they'll play Janelli through the middle once more uh, against their, their centre-backs. And Shanks in behind them. Just off the right, yeah, and Mackay yeah. off the left or one side and the other, yep. Yeah. I'll stand, we, we, yep, and then we'll be totally wrong and... <laughs> Well, it yeah. wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't yeah, be the first time. Um, uh, before we let you you go, Gary, I got a, a wee message on Twitter from Rab D, who saw that you were coming on, and he says, "Have you finished the bottle of whiskey from the raffle yet?" Um, a pleasure speaking <laughs> to him last week. And he captained us to a fine quiz win. You were you your your team yeah. at the quiz won well. against um, McGowan's team, Jamie McDonald's team, and my team. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, that was that was a bit of a lucky one getting the getting a few answers right. But no, listen, I've not touched the whiskey yet. It's there, and I'll uh, I'll uh, touch save it for the derby win. Save it for. Oh, the there derby you go. Win. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Well, listen, Gary. Thank you for spending so much time with us this evening recording. We, we know we've we've kept you a little bit later, but um, it's been great to chat. And um, yeah, I'll obviously see you in the studio. Yes. Well, no, do. That sounded Happy a bit ominous. No, I thanks, Mark. Appreciate that, Gary, guys. thank you. Yeah, keep it going, pal. Really enjoying what you do. Oh, thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Good thank to you hear. Much to, yep, thank you very much to Gary, um, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back after Christmas. Um, hopefully, Hearts have got two wins in the bag against Dundee United and against St Johnston. We'll be back, whatever happens. Until then, um, have a very good Christmas. Uh, enjoy yourselves, and we'll be back soon. I laughed at all his words I thought he was a bitter man He spoke of women's ways The trap you'd and the use you Before you even know For love is blind and you're far too kind Don't ever let it show I wish that I knew what I know now When I was younger I wish Just a boy